Yes. Um, the reason why I have Anchor is, one, because um, when I first started doing my podcast, I was asking um, a friend of mine which ones are good, and she told me about Anchor and another one. But ever since I've been using Anchor, it's been so good because the podcasts have been so easy to run smooth, and I'm easy to uh, able to uh, interview guests without anything, and I just love it, the overall experience, because Anchor is just where it is. Anchor is just where it is, like, uh, and I encourage more people to do podcasts, because if you have stuff on your mind, and you want to get it off, and you want to use a platform to do it, Anchor is the platform to do it, because not only does Anchor, does it go on Anchor, but it also goes on to other platforms after it's posted to Anchor. So I would like to thank Anchor for everything they've done for me so far, and I really appreciate them. Back to episode five on our strange disappearances on our podcast. Today we'll be bringing you the story of Selena Jeanette Mays, who was 12 years old and pregnant and went missing on December 15th, 1996, but for some some strange reason, her family wouldn't report her missing until December 17th, 1996. Hmm. Let's jump into the story. So almost 26 years ago, 12 years old and pregnant, Selena Jeanette Mays went missing from a Willenburg, New Jersey home where she lives. Her family says that she ran to keep the identity of the father of her unborn baby a secret because she was underage and he could be charged with having sex with a minor. The others would think her fa- father's family knows more and the fact that they stopped cooperating with the police didn't make it no better. Did Selena run or was she met with foul play? Almost 26 years later and there's still just so many questions with no answers. Okay, so police were called to the home on Crestview Drive Willowbrook, New Jersey, for a report of a pregnant 12-year-old girl missing. C.J. Carzanzo Mays, the girl's dad, said the last time they had seen Selena was the night before on December 15th, but by now, it's December 17th, 1996. That's the first red flag. When she went to bed the next morning, C.J. said he went to wake her, but there were pillows placed underneath the sheets to make it look like someone's sleeping. Mind you, this is all of what he's saying, the family's saying. It was like she had vanished, but she left behind her prenatal pills and all her belongings and her most prized possession, her CD Walkman player. She had never been heard from again. Selena lived in a, in a New, New Jersey home, which was made of two apartments and housed almost 15 people where her father, C.J. Mays, her aunt, Sarita Mays, you're going to hear a lot about her. That's uh, Big Balls right there, how you say it. Her stepmother, Yvette Mays, which is CJ's wife. Her stepbrother, Enrique Tharps, who was 18 at the time. And cousin, Sean Smith, and several other relatives. CJ worked as an accountant at the church his sister owned. Gospel of the Ministries, Incorporated, located in Mount Holly, New Jersey. I believe it was on uh, 
Market Street. Uh, heard a lot of strange things about that church. Um, a lot of people say it was like ran like ran like a cult. Said that Sarita was very very controlling. Um, it was either her way or, or no way. So, Selena had a very strict upbringing, so the family said it was a shock when they learned she was pregnant. According to CJ, he didn't know the name of the father that he asked Selena who the father was. He said she would get mad when she act, when, when he asked. He said he threatened her that he would seek fraternity to find out who the father was. Now, so you mean to tell me you got 15 people in this house and nobody sees this little girl leave? And she leaves everything behind. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Everything. Her prenatal pills. Um, they said she was wearing like a little small jacket. Um, it was crazy. Really, really crazy. And them not knowing that she was pregnant and she had a strict, strict, strict upbringing. Another red flag. Mm-mm-mm. So... The police took CJ's statement and had planned to question everyone in the house. But little did they know that would be easier said than done because the Mays family would make it hard. And, you know, back then the police were like, you know, saying they didn't get it. Most families were breaking down doors, you know, but this family was hampering the investigation. And CJ said that's not true, that the police had an attitude towards his family and that has hampered everything. My thing of it is, is if anything goes wrong or my, my, my loved one goes missing, I want to do everything, you know, I'm going to do to try to find them. You know what I mean? So police still had to interview all the people in the house. And this would take almost a month. And the very last person that they were trying to interview took almost weeks to interview. And this would be 18-year-old. Enrique Thoughts. This was Yvette Mays' son, CJ's wife's son. CJ said the reason why, because he had been working at the church. Come on now. Again, if my daughter has went missing and they're trying to get this boy to uh, come in there and interview him and see if he know anything, I'm taking him right there. I'm not, you know saying he's at work or none of that. Something seems real fishy about that. Why would you wait to have him interview? But as soon as he, as soon as they try to call him for an interview, you talking about, oh, well, he's working and stuff like that. So that, so that makes me think that he deliberately, deliberately kept that boy away. And who is this boy? Because he was an 18-year-old in the house at the time, which a lot of stories and stuff like that don't tell you. When you go through Selena Jeanette Mays, it always mentions uh, uh, Sean Smith, which we're going to get to in a little bit. He, Sean Smith was the, was the cousin, but Enrique was the stepbrother, and he was a baby. He was 18 at the time. Okay, so after the month, after a month, when everybody finally came in, after Enrique was interviewed, the police said they could not rule out anybody in the house from Selena's disappearance. So basically... They couldn't rule out no suspects at all. They couldn't say no. They, they couldn't say positively, yeah, nobody had nothing to do, nobody in the house has something to do with her disappearances. 
So they might have believed that somebody in the family did. So it's somebody in there. At first, the police, they didn't even put anything about her disappearance at all. And um, they waited. And, then, and they also waited to tell Selena's mom's side of the family almost two weeks later. And then they would also drop a bombshell on the family. Not only is 12-year-old Selena missing, but she's pregnant. The family was absolutely stunned. The last time they saw Selena was in 1994. This was after her mother, Lynn Vitale, had died. And I'm going to get into all that in part two. This is part one. I'm getting straight to her disappearance. In part two, I'm going to tell you where she's from, uh, where she was born, how she came to live with her dad and everything like that. But part one, we're going to get to this. Okay, so let's get back. The last time they saw her in 94, after her mother had died, her her half-brother, I hate using that word, her brother, Robert Benaglio, and who I might have add, I did talk to him. I actually reached out to him, and we sat down, almost had a, almost an hour conversation, and he told me these words out of his own mouth. He said that he was in town for the funeral and that Selena had begged him to take, take her back to Michigan, and he wanted to, but the lawyer said wait until after the custody battle. Um... Little did anybody know, though, um, CJ would make his way during during the court around this time of the custody battle because um, Selena's aunt, Marilyn, and her husband, um, Carol, her, um, her, um, her aunt, Marilyn, and her husband, Richard Carroll, was trying to get custody of her at the time. And they believed they could, but during this, CJ somehow found out about it, came to the courthouse, and using uh, um, a failure to pay child support as ID, saying that he was Selena's daughter, they gave him custody, and she was able to go live with him. You feel me? Like I said, I'll cover more of that in part two. Um, Richard Carroll, who tried to get custody of her at the time, said the whole situation involving Selena was crazy and that he, that he and his wife believed that CJ and his family were, were holding information, a claim that CJ denied. He claimed that they didn't like him because he was black, a claim which police said no, a claim that people said had, had no merit to it. As the days and weeks went by, CJ and his family stopped cooperating altogether. Another red flag. Why would you stop? Listen, I don't give a damn how mad the police are mad at me or giving me attitude and all that. I'm going to try to find my daughter. The hell with that. I'm not going to say, oh, okay, boom, we're going to start cooperating. That makes you look suspicious right there. What type of shit is that? Okay, so... More um, flyers and stuff would be put out about Selena, and then a year, like after, after a year would go on. I mean, a year would go by, and then when as a year, like almost 13 months later, the church gospel ministries would be hit by a scandal. Selena's cousin, Sean Smith, 23, would be arrested for assaulting two girls 
ages 13 to 16. Mind you, he's 23. Ora Mae Green and Linda Gleckhorn, the grandparents of the two girls, said they had been trying to get their daughters to lead the church as it ran like a cult, like atmosphere. Sarita's sister CJ denied the rumors and said that former members were trying to shake the church down because they were kicked out. Members said that, you know, she ran like a cult. But Sarita said she believed people had spread lies about the church and that other possible ex-church members may be hiding Selena, which has proven not to be true. So basically, a lot of stuff that the Mays family put out was kind of like false information, like, and it kind of like through... I feel as though through all these years that they're the reason why the investigation never went anywhere. Okay. They also, well, uh, Sarita also accused ex-church members of uh, also uh, hiding Selena, which was also proven not to be true. Selena's disappearance put a spotlight on the church and I believe a dark cloud over it, and it still stands after all these years. Two of the adults... Sarita Mays and Vet Mays wouldn't make the spotlight on the church any better with the comments they made about uh, Selena. Sarita would say that 12-year-old Selena deceived the family with her pregnancy and did it again when she went missing. Sarita said she couldn't watch somebody 24 hours a day and that she was not God and she wasn't going to play God. She said Selena made the choice to run away and that is the end result. And Vet didn't make it any better. She said that she tried to counsel Selena about being flirtatious with older men. How in the hell do you counsel a 12-year-old, 11, 12-year-old about being flirtatious with men? Man, these two right here make me sick. Yvette says Selena made bad choices and that even the pastor tried to counsel her. She also blamed Selena's disappearance on Selena. Years would go by and CJ was dropped completely out of sight. At one point, they didn't know where he was. They tracked him to Florida where his mother lives. He was questioned again and while he was questioned the police said to him if Selena came around the corner right now everything would be okay and tears came out his eyes but he didn't say another word (laughs) yeah you know why so after a while when he's living over there in Jersey he runs to Florida because that's where he that's where he's originally from and the whole story that people said that he might have been the father of the uh, baby, the whole vasectomy thing has not been confirmed because I'm hearing that once he went to Florida, he made more babies. So if he did, in fact, go to Florida and make more babies, there's a good possibility that he could be the father of Selena's baby too. All them people in that house, all them guys are suspects. You hear me? The police would keep him and Selena's mom's side of the family under surveillance, but she would never turn. But she would never turn up. CJ would stay in Florida for years, you know, upon years. Basically, you know, and then uh, let's get to Sarita. Sarita's the one who ran the church. Sarita's the one who had everybody selling stuff for the church. And it was just a total mess. And a lot of people had so much bad stuff to say about this lady. But yet and still, nobody has, you know, come out and said anything about her in the news or that she did anything. I believe that she withheld a lot of information. 
I believe that she hampers the investigation. I believe CJ hampers the investigation. I believe all those members in uh, you know withheld uh, information. And if you were a former member of that church and you have not said anything or came forward, you are just as bad as everybody else. This is total bullshit. A 12-year-old should not go missing. There's no way you're going to tell me and Guy Green Eric that this little 12-year-old left out the house on her own two weeks before she about to be uh, due to give birth by C-section at that, and you're telling me she leave? Bullshit. Bullshit. Sarita had so much power, it was a damn shame. And honestly, I'm going to tell y'all something. While I was putting this podcast together, I learned something. It's going to blow your mind, which nobody knows. So Sarita dies in 2018. You hear me? Now, none of this information was put out. Sarita, was, Sarita died in 2018. 2019, CJ dies. Boom. 2020, Sean Smith dies. Hmm. Coincidence or karma? You tell me. CJ, like I said, would stay in Florida for the rest of his life until his death in 2019, possibly taking some secrets with him to the grave. In the 26 years since she went missing, there have been false sightings of her and you know who the false sightings came by, right? It was some of CJ's friends that said they saw her. <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing. I'm sorry. It's not funny, but I'm laughing because they're a joke. And the family never stayed in contact with the police. Only Selena's brothers, aunts, and, and uh, family on her mother's side have corroborated till now. At the time she went missing, her obstetrician which I believe is Dolores Davis. I'm, we're going to talk more about her too. The uh, obstetrician said that she didn't look like she was worried. She, in fact, said that she was happy to be having a baby. What the hell is wrong with you, obstetrician? I'm going to give her a full name because I'm going to go in on her part, on her part two too. I sure am. I'm going to give her a dose too because this girl was 12 years old and you didn't notify the police or nothing like that? You're just as bad as everybody else. You're going to get it too. I'm going to out everybody in here. Because everybody felt this little girl. You hear me? Everybody. She looked like she was happy to be a baby. How do you mind an 11, 12-year-old be happy to be a baby? At 11, 12 years old, I didn't know what the hell I was. I, I, I didn't know nothing about none of that shit. You hear me? Excuse my language. But I'm tired of these people already. These people make me sick. They're pathetic. Talking about she was happy to have a baby. And there was also a rumor that Selena never made it to the appointment and that someone posed at her. This rumor has never been true. This rumor has never been proven to be true or false. Mm. I wouldn't doubt that either because this doctor seemed like she's shady. If I got her name wrong, trust me, I'm going to get it right in part two. I'm sick of these people already. Please look out for part two on our podcast you, and you can find us on Facebook slash unsolved TikTok missing black people and our other Facebook page missing black people but the main page is, is unsolved thank y'all for listening to part one I will be back with part two and I'm gonna drop more bombs on y'all and please don't ever compare me to any other podcast out there 
because I actually reach out to the families about my content. So 90% of the times, it's all real. And I reached out and I reached out to Selena's brother on this too. So I want to thank Rob uh, Benaglio for for giving me his blessing to um, to use my podcast, to use my YouTube videos, and all that. So thank you, thank you very much. And I will be back with part two. Thank you all again for listening. <laughs>